okay. I'm zipped. I'm zapped. Let's do it, Mama. Hey, everybody. Mm. We're the Dirty Stay Outs. And yeah, it's a cold night in February. We're here. We're hanging out. I guess we want to talk to you about some things, do some trivia. So let's get started. Hi, I'm Matt Woodland. You sure are. This is this is Thanks, Ryan Arnold, man. and I'm. Uh, we're taking it. We're taking it a, a, a stotch lower than low. Like a. I'm a sh- sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry I too. Do that. Damn it. I always do that. I'm Michelle. I guess I'm the inconsiderate one of the group. Hey, everybody. Hi, hi, Michelle. Hey guys. Hey, sorry. Today, today we're gonna take it lower than low. What is that? Ice low. That's right. Get off. Thank on you. The, let's get off on the wrong foot here. I mean, yeah. I've been yeah. on the wrong foot since I got out of bed this morning, so it's not so hard. Take that. <sighs> the what the fuck are we even doing here, guys? That's the energy. Who's got the energy? I just realized that we're, at least speaking for myself, I don't know about Ryan, but how dependent I am on the vicarious energy of Michelle. Can yeah. you imagine doing a podcast where there wasn't a Michelle to like, just like lead you like the, the old hi-ho, come on guys. And I had no idea she was such an energy leader. She's, it's, it's a pep yep. rally is what it is. Cause I, there's nothing I feel, just the futility of life is hitting me like a, a tsunami of uh, Our energy water. Just, just went way down. Just yeah. we didn't even realize what happened. We were like, did somebody slip a roofie into the podcast suddenly? Right. It's so, like it's it's like what what am I? Call me Drake because my enemies are trying to rob me of my energies anymore. Is my I point. I don't get that reference. That's rap, baby. <laughs> So what I'm hearing you guys say is I'm letting you down right now. Oh, let, you, oh golly. Let, let us let you down for a change. That's all <laughs> I would. I would just give us the opportunity to let you down. You've let us down enough. Let's let's go round and round the mulberry bush. Thanks, Ryan. I really think my soul could use that. Michelle, well, what are your expectations for Ryan and I? And let's uh, let's not meet them for yeah. your benefit. That makes everything so much worse because my answer was going to be just your friendship. So if you're not even going to meet that, then that's great. What am I doing Great. Here? Well, I always I was always under the impression this was uh, some kind of a business arrangement, some kind of a get rich quick scheme that we have uh, <laughs> put in here. So friends, that's ooh, that's a that's a, a bit of a strong word. Before we go any further, I have a surprise for you guys that I thought I would share right at the beginning. Now, uh, the podcast app that we use allows us to see who is downloading our podcast and where they are. And for the most part, they are all in America. And until recently, we had one other country, which was we had a few bots in Russia that were fans of ours. But as of... This past week, mm. we have been downloaded in Serbia. <gasps> Serbia, baby. <laughs> That's right. That Serbia. <laughs> people, I mean, do people get murdered there? That's cool. Only all the time, Michelle. 
Hey, in light of this new development, I would just like to say that uh, I think I speak for each one of the dirty stayouts when we do adhere to uh, Sharia law. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here first. <laughs> I don't actually know what they do in Serbia, but I'm a little ethnocentric. So, hey, I don't know everything about what's not in me. I think they're like Eastern European whites over there in Serbia. Perfect. My favorite kind. Yeah. What about Mahmoud Abinijad? Who's where's which one's he from? It's funny you say that. I was walking around yesterday and I was like, out of nowhere, a voice in my head goes, Slobodan Milosevic. <laughs> and I was like, oh. who's that? He was a war criminal from somewhere, maybe oh. Serbia, for all I know. But I think Mich- he was a he would ethnic cleanse. He was a Kosovo motherfucker, wasn't he? I think Jesus. he was in, a Yugoslavian. Wow, something like that. I just remember he was. Um, I, re- I I I remember him from Tom Green because he would always be like, "Who are you, Slobodan Milosevic to <laughs> to Glenn Humplick?" Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 The good old days, the days of Tom Green. Those are the good old days. He's still around. I love it. <laughs> right, right when some kind of positive forward momentum comes, <laughs> then we got <laughs> the fucking class, the Debbie down, the classic Debbie down in the wet blanket of the dirty stands. <laughs> Thank God I have a podcast, guys, because I'm Baron. <laughs> Von Baron. <laughs> I can't believe I just laughed. Red Baron. Red a tat tat tat. Or, can you Snoopy? Or also Red Baron, the uh, the pan pan pizza, or the French go, French baby. bread pizza. It's a French yeah. bread. It's a French bread pizza. <gasps> See, I'm so thrown off by uh, Michelle's vibe that I don't know whether to mirror her vibe or to be like a counterpoint to it. I I'm reacting with the with sheer panic. Because I feel, <laughs> I I'm not equipped to bring the positive energy and the and like what's necessary to pull this podcast forward. Um, but I also recognize if we all just take Michelle's lead, this is I I I, I this is like what is this 1997 with uh, Hale Bob? What what are we the? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the people that killed themselves. I remember but, uh, Heaven's Gate. There you go, baby. Oh, don't drink the Kool Aid. We got each other's Jones back. Town. That was the other one, or was yeah? Jo- that was Jonestown. Jonestown. Heaven's Gate was the because there was the Koresh. That was which one? That was Jonestown. Uh, or, no, no, that's, that was uh, Heaven's Waco. Gate. That's Waco. Waco. <laughs> that's Waco. <laughs> I'm glad all that. I'm glad all <laughs> that late night TV really paid off for me. Michelle is visibly brooding. This is not. This is such. Oh my God! What a character actor. She's. Is this payback for my for my weird? Uh, my will he won't he uh, hotel kill himself episode last time. Oh, that reminds me that somebody owes get... us a tale of middle school necrophilia. Oh, I guess you want that from me. You want me to talk to you about? You want me to talk to you about how I throw myself in the mercy of a dead body when I was in middle school just to have an idea of what sexual attraction felt like you know love dead people i love dead people no i don't love dead people i don't i don't love dead people they're gonna love this in serbia 
<laughs> Serbia. All right, let me. Um, Good morning, Serbia. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could move to Serbia and become like, I don't know. I can work in construction. Construction. Um, I, would it be difficult to to uh, fashion a nail into a board with a and peering through the hijab? Is that Serbia? Am I barking up the wrong? Tr- I feel like I'm. I um, think you're in the wrong part of, of the touch. world. Oh jeez. Like yeah, I I think okay. I have yeah. You're right because now I'm I'm thinking Serbia and now it's coming to my like a more maybe different Saudi language. Arabia. Yeah, or... you know what I you know I was. I think I actually was. Serbia could be a contraction for Saudi Arabia. Like if there was a. <laughs> mm-hmm. How's the oil? Is uh, what's what, what's the oil output of Serbia? Is that a Serbia type of thing? I think their main economic exports are sex slaves and snuff films and sardines. Yeah, sounds about well. They're 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 uh, filling a, a whole a much desired hole at the market. They're it's uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I uh, thought I, I thought I was gonna fit. This is very difficult. When Michelle, I, I am not equipped to fill all this, um, this the vacuum of energy. It's like what, what am I? Uh, a neutron? What am I? A, 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 an electron or? I don't know, guys. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll by doing the podcast, I'll, I'll get cheered up. Maybe something will cheer me up. Michelle, hey. this is the podcast. I feel like I weirdly am, am, my mood is elevating as a result. Like, do you ever, like, you're in a <laughs> shitty mood and then there's like a crisis and you are forced to act like an adult and as... you're like, I, I can't mope because like somebody just cut their finger off or whatever. And you're just like, all right, we got to, you know, and you're, you're forced into it. That's how I feel now. Like, we're, we've been, uh, like just jolted out the the door of an airplane and all of a sudden we got to figure out how to land this parachute that's uh. right i also feel like yeah that's kind of my relationship with joy is like it's like it's like a finite resource and i always just sort of match like there's a, like if if michelle's full of joy ryan's full of joy then i can't help but be like okay i guess i'm bummed out but when Michelle's like this, this is my opportunity to take a nice heaping helping of joy. That I think it's why, like, I'm always happiest on rainy days because people don't prefer rainy days, and that's when Matthew gets a t- chance to shine. Oh yeah, I get that. That's rainy. me. That's I me, like my rainy friend. days too. They make me happy. I'd rather no. rain. <laughs> are we doing? Why a, give me, a, why give me a reason to get are, out of bed? Are we doing a podcast with Daria? <laughs> la from la the, la 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 from the tv show and... daria oh dibs on trent uh, oh yeah of course he was a hot cartoon i don't even yeah. know who my second favorite would be oh definitely the dad he was always <laughs> like god damn it and then that's my that's my life now mm. Mm. i think i always said god damn it though now i'm god damn it <laughs> that was are we gonna have to should you guys talk about your week. Are we? All right. <laughs> all right let's get all into right. this. Here's, let's get into this. Let's get, uh, let's get positive, guys. I'm positive that I want to talk about my week. Yeah. <laughs> who had who had a, a interesting encounter this okay, week? Okay. 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 Right. Michelle, well, go on. What's, your, <laughs> what's going on well, your week? You guys, let me tell you this. Tell us. 
I shouldn't be allowed out in public by myself because I'm an idiot. Oh my gosh. I went to the store and there's a sign on the door when I walked up to the store. And the sign clearly states, Quote the Raven. Maximum occupancy 10. If you open the door and it is locked, ring the doorbell and somebody will let you in. So I stood there and I pulled and I pulled and I pulled on the door and I'm like, I see people in there, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of people in there. So I'm just going to ring the doorbell and I rang the doorbell, but I could see somebody with a cart inside the store staring at me as well as the other employees staring at me. Turns out the door wasn't really locked. I was just trying to open it the wrong way. And so I had to go in and shop with that stigma of being the idiot in the store. That was last Saturday, guys. Uh, yeah, here's something that I like. I guess I yeah. like Nicola. Oh, I just, oof, sorry. What, okay, what, what's happening? Are you uh, needing That's the Heimlich? A, what's going on over there? No, it's 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 indigestion. Middle age. Oh. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But I do want to talk about Nicolas Cage. I mean, talk about okay. a guy who really was in the dumps and kind of is making the best out of a bad situation. Mm. Willie's Wonderland. It was good. It was good. It was, okay. It was good. It looks good. Yeah, um, I was thinking that myself. It looks looks good. At least you know, at least fascinating. Ryan, you said it looked derivative. I was like, yeah, Ooh. it is. I guess, you know. But you well, are right. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's there's like a, a video game series that it seems like it might be based on. But it seems like uh, if there's a movie based on that video game series, it might be locked in some kind of intellectual property litigation. So that it probably won't be out for years. Huh. So let's just check this one out. Let's just you got to. Enjoy oh, it. God, did I just, I just, sorry, I, let me get my tone back down. I think I just raised my voice. You have to. Um, there, my favorite part was the montage. First of all, I thought that it wasn't so bloody. I'm like, oh, this isn't so bloody. Mm. And then I started watching and as it got further and they introduced like the stupid teenagers, you know, the classic stupid teacher, teenagers in any mm-hmm. B horror movie, and they all get destroyed blood. That's when mm. it got really gory blood everywhere. Like, I but my favorite was a montage of Nick Cage dancing, like really like hip-hop dancing by a pinball machine while he's playing pinball because it's like he's accepting Nicolas Cage is accepting the shit that life has now handed him he's like you know what I was an Oscar award-winning actor and now I'm getting older and now I'm not up there because I've done some crazy things here's where I'm at in my career he nailed it head on that was good I was happy to see him move on like that well I'm happy for you that sounds like you at least got a little bit of pleasure out of that, if only fleeting. Emotional roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. I have one last thing that I, I actually, oh guys. Okay. Yep. I have Here retractions because I also have regrets. I have a lot. Regrets. Have, well, I have a couple of regrets. Okay. Well, it's Big regrets. I have sure, one right now, but move fast, you know, I'm sure. go on. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. Can I, guys, do I have the floor? It's beautiful. Uh, pain, Pain Guys, shared is pain floor. lessened. Uh, uh, yeah, That's it feels I, like we're all we're all permanently on the floor right now. I don't I, I, I don't think we could get any lower. I feel like the walls stick. are closing in on me. All right, guys, here's my Limbo two regrets. Podcast. What's all going right. on with this episode? My first all right, regret. Natalie and Berglia. My first. <laughs> I am torn. Uh, my Thank first you. regret is that I messed up 
Well, no, I don't want to talk about it. I only have one regret. Whoa, whoa, is, whoa, whoa, what? Uh-oh. I know. I just wanted to throw the other one. I didn't even want to talk about Gosh. the other one. The other one was so horrible. I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, now that's the only. That. Now that's all I care I have, about. Now yeah. I have one focus. Because I know, I know you're giving us the, the the least interesting one. I'm gonna give you the. No, meat, I'm not giving so you, you know. the least interesting okay, one. Okay, 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 okay. Please my don't. Be, my please don't underestimate me, Matt. That's one I, thing. Don't kick my legs out from underneath, please, please. <laughs> Please, Matt. I'm already I'm already on all fours. Please. Flips and I'm hoops. on all fours begging. Begging to God on all fours. Please. I'm cold and I am shamed. Flying Make things on the better. Floor. Oh yeah. Torn. Are you, so. are you sad because um the the jilted yeah. love between you and the um lead singer of Silverchair? Thank you. I, uh, I am Oh, that's crazy that you knew Thank that. You. I'm really impressed that you knew that about them, Thank that they you. were together. That's Thank that's you. some celebrity gossip. That's some deep damn celebrity gossip, Matt. Hats off. You make me proud. I wish I just could make myself proud. All right, here's my Thank one. Here's, here's my one. Here's my one thing, guys. My regret <laughs> is denouncing Chuck Bass. Denouncing Chuck Bass on a previous episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I believe I called him. I believe I called him a raper. He's not a raper. Oh Guys, you want to know why I'm so sad? I've been watching Gossip Girl again because it's my comfort show. This is the 18th time I've watched all all oh. seasons time around, and I'm in the second season now. I was just watched the episode where his dad dies. Chuck Bass's yeah. dad dies, and he cries. Guys. He cries. Oh, so, okay. A good, yeah. So a bad boy gone good, and then he cries. Uh, he's back. He's back in your okay. And he's he back loves. In your good and he loves Blair. He loves Blair. He would never do anything to hurt Blair. Okay. Nanu, nanu. That's all I got. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Matt, take it away. Jeez. <laughs> There seems to be some. I don't know if this car. There might be a car honking at me. I can't tell. <laughs> Matt, will break their nose if they start shit with you. I'm not. I'm not parked in anything's way, but there's a car just stopped in the middle of the road, oh, and not deep, going. So I'm just gonna move. It would seem that I was not the thing that the car was honking at, and now I'm embarrassed <laughs> that this guy is thinking like, "Oh, clearly you were just parked in a legal place in front of your house, and now you're moving." Oh my God, now the car is coming further down. They're following me. Who is it? Is it a special guest? Is it a blood? Is it a blood or a crip? Matt, is it a cop? I gotta go dark. I I gotta not make eye contact. Oh my God, who is it? I think it's the bogeyman. Okay, so that car was, that car was, do you know what they were doing? They were doing an old (laughs) classic like, like when the bad boy picks up his date and he just like is like he's in the the whatever the I, I don't know any I literally don't know the name of one car but he's a in bird. like a, a radical car there you go that one he's a bird, a, a bird car <laughs> and he just honks and then the father's like oh boy we got a real we got a we got a bad boy situation I got to be extra protective of my daughter hey Lorraine get down here like one of those. It's always Lorraine. His name's always fucking Vinny, and her name's always Lorraine. Yeah, I did take it to an Italian place. You're right. Yeah, but well, I, well, the Italians, the the Italians have uh, 
earned a bit of a reputation. Wow, this is. I'm Italian, I, and I'm Italian. I guess that's another thing that I'm gonna have to sit with. Is I guess I now have a reputation according to me. And, and I can say stuff like that because Michelle's Italian. And what is this? Forever? This character. <laughs> this I believe this is retribution for all the terrible characters I brought. This is like a. a an amalgamation of all the worst qualities of my characters. <laughs> this is not, <laughs> this it's, is, this it's is difficult. It's interesting because I am simultaneously really enjoying the chaos that it's bringing, but at the same time, I'm a victim of it. Oh yes. no, listeners. Oh no, <laughs> listeners. Listen, look what happens to the boys when they don't have their cheerleader. she's doing i don't know she's doing she has this mannerism of just like the the i don't know what you would call it's almost like 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 a devil's devil wears prada meryl exactly yeah like a highfalutin like an anne hathaway if she's playing a princess just like oh like you're beneath me yeah just like this royal decree she's she's wielding her water bottle like a scepter this I gotta say, this is um, this is uh, difficult terrain. Now everybody's taking a sip except me, so I, that's a lot of pressure. I gotta feel, I gotta fill this void now. Michelle, you just, know what, Matt? We're all just gonna have to pee in a half hour anyway, so whatever. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, we all die alone. So just drink, just drink. I mean, if you want to have a sip of something, sip of something. Oh. And like Lil John says, <laughs> like Lil John says, don't ask me about what's in my cup. Because if it's in my cup, it's my business. Oh, like little John says. I thought you were saying lick. Wait, little that's little Wayne's. Lick that's little Johnses. Lick, yeah. lick little Johnses. Yeah. Like what's Johnses? I got that even wrong, Ryan. It's, it was little Wayne, so I should have said little yeah. easy. I don't get little anything J- right. Little John, is, he's, a, he's the guy with uh, the quarter staff. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the pimp goblet. He, don't forget the pimp goblet. It's, it's you mean like signature. a stick, or like he has like a manager and a tour manager, and that's it. No, it's supposed <laughs> to a whole stack. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> that was a fucking that was that even even the sharp razor brain that is with that is Matthew Woodland. Had the, he had to compute a few things. That was a little dry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, all right. That would be a strange thing to say for no reason. There has to be a point. Ah, It was a joke grenade. Sometimes. Yeah. Pretty much the one joke that we return to uh, time and time again is sometimes words can mean other things. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much that's that's the crust of uh pretty much all the, the zippy zappy humor yeah if you all right learn something gain it you guys do you mind if i taco about my wiko please do i really wish you would yeah. okay. okay well now i don't it's like okay so my week i had this i i've had a, a bit of an odd experience not odd in bad way but an interesting experience watching a couple movies that i've watched uh this past week and I had these reactions that made me question a lot of things of like, what do, like, what do, like, when I think I like a movie, what does that even mean? Because I've, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of weird situations. Um, 
for instance, I because oftentimes there'll be there's a few movies that I would say that I love when meanwhile, like in the middle of the movie, I am actually bored for almost all of it. Like for like I think the classic example is what I love about like a Citizen Kane, which is like objectively, they almost it's almost necessary for it to be completely boring for the end to be so powerful. You know, it's like the fact just like this whole big dumb life. Mm. And then it and it's like, oh, this is what was important. It's like it almost like needed the movie and the experience of watching the movie to be boring for that <laughs> scene to be impactful, which is a weird thing because then I know people that watch Citizen Kane, especially like it it, it kind of doesn't hold up in terms of like pace and like any, it's just like, okay, this is just like so fucking long. Let the record show hard disagree for me. We'll get back to it. <laughs> but, okay, we'll get, we'll get back to it. And for me, I got to say, okay, for me, I, I actually... Uh, just for the record, I enjoy that movie kind of through and through, but I've heard all you, all I hear from people is how like just long and boring the middle is. But we'll we'll see what happens with that. But that's just sort of to set the stage for a couple movies I watched um for the first time. One of them being um this little movie with a Lady Gaga and a Bradley Cooper called A Star is Born. Ooh. Have you guys seen this one? Have, have I you just, guys probably I just this? saw that this year. Yeah, okay, same. I saw not only did I see it this year, this past week, baby. There's a Hence, couple of I can't week. wait. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. This is okay. Here's a weird situation where almost all the moments in the movie I was really annoyed. I really disliked uh Bradley Cooper's character to the point where I was like, I am just, I'm just, I don't give a care about this. I don't give a care about that. But there's two scenes in the movie that legit brought me to tears. So it's like at the moment, like there's times in this movie where I'm bored, I'm not liking this character. And like, I don't think I need to like, like protagonists, but I didn't like, I didn't appreciate like, like the relationship. It was just like, oh, I was just, I found myself just like, and then like near it was nearing the okay so there's a scene where she's like where it's like where he's like um not you know not to spoil but he was like inviting her to come on stage and like the emotion behind just like like taking that leap of faith and like going on stage like for the first time in that thing like that for me was incredibly powerful um and then there was a scene at the end the ending I hated it and hated it and hated it until the very last scene. And I, it fucking, I've never been so tricked by a movie because I had already made up a very serious, I'm like, this ending's not working for me. And then the last scene in hindsight made so much of the movie work. But as I was watching the movie, I wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> but the hindsight was that made this ending work so well for me. And I put such a high stock on an ending that an ending will completely make or break a movie. So I've walked away from this movie incapable of having an opinion about it, of like having a succinct, like, do I like, like I wouldn't, I cannot to this day. I mean, it's only been, I mean, it's only been less than a week, (laughs) but, but, but to the, the, the number of days uh, walking up to it, I, I cannot make, I cannot tell you if I like or dislike this movie, which is, uh, it's disorienting. I gotta say, usually I maybe I need to process something a little bit, 
but it's it's very it's a very strange thing and i'd be curious uh it seems like ryan has a little something to say on uh both these things that i mentioned well i uh that that scene that you mentioned where bradley cooper takes lady gaga and uh brings her out on stage and is basically Mm -hmm. like now you're gonna tour with me and we're gonna make albums together i had a very strong and totally separate reaction to that which was I was picturing what it would be like for the other guys in his band who've been with him for years and they don't even get any of the spotlight. He has sex with all the groupies. He gets most of the money. And then one night he's like, guys, this is some girl I met at a laundromat. She wrote these three songs. You better better learn them by eight o'clock. I'm going to go get drunk. You know, I was like, what an asshole. Because yep. you you know that that whole band would have to learn her songs, and they're like, "All right, what keys this in?" And Lady Gaga's like, "I don't know, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, a, a little more of a dissection. This is all. This is all really. True. I I really got swept up with the naivete of like. Just the fantasy of like, oh yeah, just being plucked out, like, like almost like the almost the scene from uh, Marky Mark's uh, Rockstar, like worked sure. the same for me. Just being like plucked out <laughs> of obscurity to be like a, a rock and roller. That theme, albeit I can criti- criticize it all up and down. It's just something about th- that. That's very tied into just my some boyhood dream of like I just want to be a ultimately I want to be a rock star and whatever that means which I'm not exactly sure maybe complete and utter undeniable acceptance by everyone that uh, they said me I don't know maybe that I don't know (laughs) but I I also thought it was really really funny when he's drunk at the Oscars and he pees his pants yes yep yep it's a hilarious scene that was see this yeah, that was funny. It was, yeah, it was, it, that was funny for me. And it was very, it was also very, very cringy. And which is not, I mean, oftentimes that's, that's exactly what goes together. But it was very, it, I found it to be very uncomfortable and yet funny at once. There was, a, yeah, there was that movie. It, it was, a, I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes when there's not a laugh for a while, you're looking for like one to sort of, uh, like you know throw your hat on mm-hmm. to like break right, the tension, right. tension of the movie a little comic relief what was the other movie what i say oh did i say i watched yeah oh the other movie i watched um i am confused about what um oh i have another okay <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for keeping track of my promises. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was the first. That was that situation, and then I had this experience. Have you guys ever seen the movie Not Another Teen Movie? Mm-mm. No, I had the soundtrack. But... Beautiful. Oh, that's yeah. The the afford, a big Marilyn, big Marilyn Manson. Yeah, for Tainted Love. Sure. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he really did. He really just. Uh, Make that song very listenable. I like so, anyways, the video too. oh, so good. Okay, so anyways, this movie I remembered seeing it, and it's a movie of pretty much it was, it was from like came out in like two thousand one, and it parodied um, like sort of all the all the teen movies of that time, and I remember seeing it at that time and thinking, I thinking like not you know nothing really one way or the other about it. 
just kind of but i i mean i think i kind of seemed to i i sort of like that uh the what what is it the that the song from uh okay no i'm getting i'm out of i'm out of my jurisdiction so anyways um i don't know but i i didn't have a real tie in like did i love it did i not but i there was something about re-watching it and i just remember like with with 20 years in between the, the the nostalgia factor for like what the movies this movie was parroting with with the 20 years made this movie absolutely excellent for me which is a, a weird phenomenon where it's like we talk about how movies like don't hold up it was a weird scenario where the aspect of how the parody was because i remember at the time this movie was pretty much just parodying like movies that were just like last year like uh, she's all that or th- there was right around that time so it was a kind of a different kind of like uh thing and there was something about the 20 years in between where it's this movie also had like the like sort of didn't hold up in the fact of like the sensibilities like in the jokes that this movie was going for were so much funnier because it was like it was they like they, they definitely like stepped over the line for like 2021 sensibilities but somehow it worked because of the nature of the movie being self-aware enough to be parodied it was a really weird situation where hmm. i in like this, then i looked it up on like rotten tomatoes it's like you know certifiably rotten but i suspect <laughs> that if people rewatch this movie and re-rate it i think this movie is a situation of a movie that has become great because of the space of time and hmm. all these different factors, which is a, a very unique situation that I've come across where it's, I, I, I wonder if you guys have ever had a situation where a movie's just whatever, and then with time becomes great because it adds, because it adds with the nostalgia. And I think it's also very specifically great for probably people of our generation because it's very specific reference heavy which at the time would be like it's just like you know just ubiquitous pop culture that's going on but now that it's really like pinpoint specific to like a time that we would understand and it's almost like a secret club to some extent was very helpful um i don't know it was a weird it was a weird experience watching a movie where it was where i just really felt that the time added to it which is uh I'm just saying the same words over and over again. Sorry about the circles. <laughs> That's all I got. That's my week. Nice. Nice. Having, but you know what, though? We're having a weird time. We're having a togetherness time, guys. And I got to tell you, it's, it's, my spirits are starting to spring up a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the trivia. It's almost like the, the snow is yeah. thawing here on this podcast this evening. I'm, you know. <sighs> Let's do some Pico. Let's get some Pico into us, okay? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. So, all right. I so this, which, this is the part after the P part that I'm going to cut us back in. Yeah. Yeah, but- Ryan. Edit, edit, edit. Yeah. I'm really yeah, behind mama. on the editing. I just, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just doing it. Hello. <laughs> where, where here's the good news um the, the beauty of you doing everything is <laughs> that you could go ahead and do nothing and still be light years ahead of the effort that we put in so 
you have carte blanche for any amount of effort you want to put in mm-hmm. i'm just this is where i stand i'm just happy to be here and grateful that you guys exist <laughs> likewise oh no we're gonna that's it we're gonna start are we gonna start getting sentimental are we gonna start oh, hell no that's are we going the, that that's way the, that's the life i <laughs> that's the life oh, man. <laughs> like what is he talking about <laughs> Sentimentality what? is the only mentality. Yeah. Mm. What do we got? Michelle, what do you, what are you <laughs> what's our what is our Pico our topic for this week, Preto? Well, while I channel the the spirits in the room as they tell me this week's Pico silence spirits. What is our first Pico? <laughs> what is a sandwich? Hey, what about we start with that? Uh, crazy spirits. Let's talk about what is a sandwich. <laughs> Things could be a sandwich, I think. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, well, let's go on. I think this is one of those situations where you have to find the definition by finding the outliers, right? So mm. I've seen hippie places where they will have a quote-unquote sandwich, but instead of bread, it is two pieces of lettuce. Two pieces of lettuce. Do we think this is a sandwich? Because this is how we know whether it's the bread or even the the format, you know, the the medium that makes the sandwich or the structure. So what do you guys think? Right. Lettuce bread. Let me ask you this. How are you you eating that? lettuce uh quote-unquote sandwich with your hands or you you take you fucking because if you go a knife and fork my friend that's called a that's where where i come from that's called a salad no but then again is is that even like i could eat a sandwich with a knife and fork now is that a sat now is it lasagna is it a casserole now so i don't know how much of how you eat it plays into what it is okay question Um, two go on uh uh Kentucky Fried Chicken had a sandwich where the bread is two pieces of additional chicken. Oh, and, go fuck uh, yourself. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That oh, is not a sandwich. Yes. That is, I complete. if there is, I know I'm drawing a line there. Go fuck yourself with that thing. That's called death. <laughs> that's called, yeah, that, that's just called some some stray chicken kicking around. Okay. That's called three, that's called three chickens. What about the famous Taco Bell taco where instead of a tortilla, it was, wait for it, a piece of chicken? What? Oh, go fuck yourself with that. What? No, if you're putting the, there has to be some, there has to be some standard for the the outside, the outside of the sandwich cannot potentially outshine the inside of the sandwich. You can't have the namesake of the sandwich be what you're using to hold together the sandwich. That's right. That defeats all. I think one tenant of a sandwich is the most special part has to be what's in the middle. And you'd always name the sandwich for what is ever in the middle. Now, yeah. if you're having a chicken sandwich, now, it, and this is a weird thing. This is where it's an odd situation where bacon comes into play because I feel like whenever you throw bacon, into a sandwich like a turkey sandwich mm-hmm. that it becomes a bacon sandwich with turkey 
I guess technically that mm. they, that's called a club. It's it's neither one of them. But but you get my point. I would say there's certain things that like would trump other things, and that would make you call it that. Like you wouldn't be like this is a rye bread sandwich with uh with turkey. You know. Hmm. Although I would want to know if it's rye bread or not, but I I get your point wholeheartedly. It's the Mm -hmm. filling. Well, I'm going to ask the obvious question. I'm going to address the elephant in the room here. What about an open-faced sandwich? You know, that's not really in the middle. That's, uh, I mean, it it fucks with the structure, but it has the the same ingredients. So that's... Mm -hmm. And it's the disclosure up front that it's an open-faced that makes it still a sandwich. Like, okay, you're not lying to us. You're like, you're just being cute about it. It's like, I'm open-faced instead of closed. I think, open-faced. Yeah, I think the rule for open-faced sandwich is I think the word sandwich has to be in quotes. Open-faced sandwich. Because if you're opening that thing up, it no longer is a sandwich. It, it's not the... If you just, if you just okay. eat separately, if you eat like, all right, let me have two pieces of toast... Then I'm just gonna a uh, couple slaps of turkey in my mouth a little later in the day, and then oh, let me just let me squeeze a tube of mayo in my mouth. Like you didn't have a sandwich, you because it's it's it has to be in a very it, the the components have to be at a very specific time in a very sp- specific arrangement. And if you're just gonna flop open any sandwich, it's then it's what then we have chaos. Yep. Well, then is hmm. part of the because you said the thing about knife and fork versus eating it with your hands is part of it both the, the structure and the portability. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to skip ahead to the middle Please. here and say that uh, every culture has its different version of a, a sandwich, whether it's like a hand yes. pie or a burrito or, or a torta. Yeah. That, I mean, it's a, it's one of those ideas that's so good that every culture just about has had it independently of each other. And those things are all sandwiches. So what do they all have in common? The portability, the general agreement on ingredients, at least uh, generally. Um, I see. I wouldn't say I wouldn't. A, a few of those examples, I would say, don't fit like a burrito. I don't think we're calling a burrito a sandwich. What? That's right, my friend. Is there a version of the burrito that you would agree is a sandwich in the Mexican food category that you think yeah. is more sandwich like? All right, Michelle. No, Matthew, you go ahead. I'm on the outside. This okay, if you easy. want to make a burrito a sandwich, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to unwrap the burrito, discard the tortilla. Then you're going to see what you're left with. You're going to have to get rid of the rice, get rid of the beans. You're going to try to, whatever the meat is there, try to fat, just fashion it together best you can. Um, you, I guess you can keep, if you can get the, if you can re like, if you can reattach the tomatoes, so they're take more of like a slice than a pico de gallo kind of mincemeat type of a thing, then you might be able to pull off as long as you get a couple pieces of bread and you put it all together, but you're going to have to get rid of most, most of those ingredients are not, are, do not make a sandwich. I, I, I think that's a little far it's reaching a, to, because if a burrito, if a burrito is a sandwich, then. A pizza is a sandwich. If you like hold a pizza a certain way, that could be a sandwich. Which is a calzone, which we I think oh, would God. agree might be a type of sandwich. Now here's my we question. Would, we would not agree on you that, guys. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> vehemently. Are, are you saying that <laughs> then that uh, a wrap and a burrito are only distinguished by their ingredients in there? Because you can't deny that a wrap is a sandwich, <laughs> could you? Well, and we'll a wrap get a load of- is in a tortilla. <laughs> 
just like a burrito. Ryan, this is, <laughs> you just Ryan, you just fell into my trap because oh, if you go no. to a deli, they're gonna say you. They might potentially say you can make any sandwich into a wrap, implying, point in case that a wrap isn't a sandwich or else it would be like, you can make any, this kind of sandwich into another sandwich also known as a specific wrap. They specifically say you can make something into something else. Okay. By which when you take away the bread and you put in the wrap, something of that form, the sandwich essence is lost. And now it is a separate thing known as a wrap. Uh, I'm going to disagree there. Cause I okay. feel like, do any of these sound out of place? Uh, take any sandwich and make it a club. Take any sandwich and make it a grinder. Or take any sandwich and make it a, uh, I guess a hoagie mm. is just a different uh, diet. Uh, well, here's the thing. Dialect fin- for grinder. but You, f- you finish the word club, club sandwich. You would never be like, yeah, let me get a wrap sandwich. That sounds crazy. <laughs> It does sound crazy. <laughs> Thank you, that Michelle. Crazy. I was just thinking that. But to it, I, I also I have to say because I was listening, I was listening to you. You both debate about the international sandwiches. Like, does every country have like their own style of sandwich? And you're like, the burrito is the official sandwich. It's like, actually, guys, let me tell you something called mm-hmm. the torta. Right. Which they're, is they're an actual a torta, sandwich. Right. Exactly. It's actual sandwich. And then Italy, they've got the panini. That's a press sandwich. There you go. That's a sandwich. Sure. So it's like, but the burrito definitely would not be a sandwich. Thank you, Michelle. Wow. A rare. No, I, and Matthew, I hate seeing this. A, a rare I M&M agree with you. combo. <laughs> it, it, it is in my M&M heart. in full effect. Listen, buddy. I, Matt, I, you know, Ryan, I really wanted to agree with you because this is technically your night. You know, you're a man in love. You're newly betrothed. You know, like and like now a, you're newly betrayed. Uh, yeah, by Eminem. <laughs> Boom. By Mitch. And to Mitch. Oh, the soothsayer warned you about this, my friend. That's right. Well, I certainly I get your logic, but I choose to see all of the uh, the very like if if somebody gave me a giant dumpling, I'd be like, that's kind of like a like a, a sandwich. <laughs> That is, it's no. such, it's such a young, it's like such a naivete. It's like I, I the feel perspective like of a child. Any, any, anytime, anytime there's like a dough or a starch and it's hiding a inner treasure of mystery ingredients, possibly with a sauce, possibly warmed up. That is, that's, that's a little sandwich to me. Yo, no offense, but when uh, when Ryan like went to like a, when he was a kid, and he went to a bank teller, and they would like hand him a lollipop. <laughs> he would sit and turns like, "Like you for the lollipop sandwich, miss." Let's <laughs> <laughs> learn this. This is learned. This is not. Yeah, I don't know how we got this idea of what a sandwich is, but it's out of. Okay, would you say okay? The the classic one that is a hot dog a sandwich. Oh no. No, a hot dog is a hot dog. That's it. It's we have to accept the fact that the hot dog is its own separate being, just like a burrito isn't really a wrap. I don't think a burrito is a wrap or a sandwich. It's its own entity, much like the aforementioned hot dog is its own entity. Okay. It's not a sandwich. This is this is the way that I'm going to define sandwich for me, and I could be wrong in a like a a, a Webster's uh, sense, and I'll accept that. But for me. A sandwich is 
some food with its own food handle. Oh, so a banana is a wow. sandwich. Oh, yeah. Food. Okay, no, no it, that doesn't work because you don't eat banana peels. Or do you? <laughs> I got excited for my banana thing, but it doesn't work. I'm and I guess that doesn't work in every, uh, like, I wouldn't call an ice cream cone a sandwich, but I'd call an ice cream <laughs> sandwich a sandwich. Yeah, it's a little tongue in cheek, though. They know that thing, that thing knows it's not a sandwich. It just thinks it's cute to say. It's like, I'm a sandwich too, like that little kid in West Side Story. <laughs> what can I do, guys? How can I play? And like, they hear where I give them a little task, but they, we all know it's not mature enough to be a sandwich. What about a chocolate <laughs> or a choco taco? Or do they have, oh, uh, do they have just... Biggie Iggy's at the, uh, Ooh, here? I don't What's know that one. Biggie Iggy. That's a that was our uh, like our uh, Cumberland Farm local version of. <sighs> I don't know. What about a ham- hamburger? Are we saying that's a sandwich? Yeah, I was... call it a sandwich. Definitely. No. Nope. No. It's a hot sandwich. <laughs> yeah. No hamburger. Hamburger can't be a sandwich. If I'll a tell you why. Is- Oh, round. Wait, a sandwich isn't a sandwich. <laughs> round. A sandwich. You can't be a round sandwich. <laughs> what? That's crazy. That has there's some amount of sh- there's some amount of right angles that's necessary for a sandwich, no. even if it's a hoagie. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Oh, now we have a so ridiculous. I've lost. I've gone too far. I lost the Mitch factor. Ooh, it is. It is lonely. <laughs> it is lonely here alone. In my Matthew, opinions. Matthew stands alone. Just oh, man. Like like the cheese before him. Matt. Oh. Why? Why? Let me. Okay. Let's not fight. I want before I. No, no, no. I don't want to fight with him. I want to understand. Hey, come on, logic. guys. I just I, want I to understand. To I know. Thank I you, but I think I, wanna... I prefer to be alone for a minute. Okay, man. I didn't I'm even... sorry. We really hurt him. We really did. I didn't it. even know this was going to be a contentious one. I guess it <laughs> didn't occur to me that it was a radical viewpoint to have an all-inclusive. <laughs> view of sandwiches i mean sure if you say sandwich i think of your standard sandwich but i just i guess i have such a positive association that i want to extend it i look at at some point i looked at a a taco a burrito uh you know a sausage in, in a in a big bun or something and i was like oh it's all you know it's all like you ever do lsd and sure. you're like, oh, yeah. like people, people are all like kind of the same thing. Like even, you know, like even cops or whatever. And in that same way, you're like, Good oh, sandwich. I, I see, I see, mm-hmm. you know, two, like a piece of bread or two pieces of bread or one big, long, flat piece of bread or, <laughs> you know, whatever uh-huh. form that that uh, starch blanket takes. But See, I don't, I'm just very protective because if, if every if too many things are a sandwich, then nothing's a sandwich. And I just I, I for me, I need strict standards. Very, you know, I'm very, you know, draconian in that 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 way. So I think there's you have this and it is hilarious. I think it's actually hilarious that this is coming across so contentious. What rattles <laughs> I'm the mad. peaceful I'm, nest? I know I'm what actually rattles- mad. What battles the peaceful nest that is the stay outs than a good rabble about with sandwiches? Um, uh, what was I saying? Okay, I wanted to bring up the matter of the sandwich rounds because for people who are low, going low calorie and 
being carb conscious, there are sandwich rounds, Matt Woodland. What? They're called sandwich rounds. Listen to me for a second. Peel back on the sass. I just got a little sass. I saw it right in your face. You even gave me shade. He shaded me. I saw some of that side eye. Peel the fuck back. Yeah. Back of the sass, she says. I probably okay, deserved peeled. it. I know I deserved right. it. I deserved it. I'm sorry. I deserved it. But but it's round sandwich rounds, Matt. If they call it a sandwich round, they're like little rounds. It's a top and a bottom, and they're round. Or an English muffin or a bagel sandwich. Right. That's okay. Well, no, don't call it a bagel sandwich, because if it's a bagel, it's not a sandwich. And I'm just kidding. On I'm a just kidding. Oh, I along with it, Ryan. Oh, Ryan just like there. another conspiracy in life. Go there. Well, no, I my look. My, I was like, oh, that's. The, I feel like that's going against the where you it were is. before about. Yes. Uh, it very much is. Call a sandwich I'll, a sandwich. While I was saying that, I was thinking about uh, that bagel place, the Tandem Bagel, that they do the friggin' awesomest sandwiches. So I was I was being very tongue in cheek because I was thinking about that while I said that to you. There's one Sinking. opening in uh, Florence. I'm so excited about it. <gasps> Ooh! I got a little bit of beef with uh, a bagel sandwich. Just that there's too much. I like a bagel Delicious. is <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's the thing is you're trying to bite into a bagel. That's a lot. Of, that's a hefty bread. It's kind of it kind of takes away from the. It's like I want a nice. I want. Mm-hmm. I I want to know. I want to appreciate the bread, but I don't want to be so incredibly aware of the bread. Because when I'm eating a bagel sandwich, I'm spending most of the time just noticing. I'm chewing. Uh, I'm chewing this bagel. If mm-hmm. if I was a space alien and I saw a human get a bagel sandwich, I would say, "Oh, it looks as if that sandwich." Uh, was prepared for a creature with a much larger mouth than that creature there that has it. Right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, do we... I, I think we hash this topic. I guess we'll no, leave no, it no, up no. to the listeners. The, I, have one last thing. Oh, I, have, <laughs> I have one last thing to say. I feel like I've I haven't gotten my fill of the sandwich. You're, you you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm, I just need to say one last thing, and that's it. I also feel like the bread also has to have a good, strong constitution against its components. Because I agree with you, the ratio of filling to bread should be pretty finite, even more. If you have a sandwich that's meat and layered with meat and cheeses, there's actually a scientific appropriate way of, have you guys seen this? The science between putting together a sandwich correctly so that way you don't get soggy bread, so that way you don't have to have a lot of bread. You can have standard sized bread and it doesn't get soggy with your sandwich because you know sometimes you get the lettuce, the tomato, the mayonnaise, your bread gets soggy sometimes depending on what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you said it, brother. Unless yeah. it's like a, you know, pump pumpernickel stays strong, you know, pumpernickel's strong as hell. Like you don't have to worry about that getting soggy, but like wonder bread, white breads, you know. That's all I wanted to say, guys. I'm sorry, I just got distracted. There's the, the car from earlier is back. Man, I am so freaked <laughs> out for you right now. I I almost want you to call me. I would be like, call the cops, but that's the Karen in me. <laughs> Please be careful and like. I just, just I, I'm still picturing like this like jealous Italian guy like out uh, even <laughs> though it's like only eight thirty who's who's like just going up and down the block like Ronnie, Ronnie, oh, Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie, you fuck this guy, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck my wife, Joey. Yeah. Tell me, you my fuck wife. my wife. <laughs> Why are you sitting so far away? That's cool. Well, if we've exhausted this topic, the spirits and the fungal are calling to me again. There's something else that 
yeah, 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 Matt, you got it, buddy, you got it. They're saying something. They're saying <laughs> injury, injury. What did you bitches break? And that means that they want us to talk about our best injuries. Our Matt best might injuries. be getting an injury with this guy following him. I don't know what this guy's beef is, but I hope we're not going to watch Matt get like pulled out of his car and assaulted on this podcast. I have a, I have a I baseball co- bat in my car. I really am. I am like I, I, the um, the whatever like uh, like mobster culture. I've definitely appropriated that with my. I have a one baseball bat in the back of my car. That's just like this is how I'm gonna. This is how I defend my uh, my bedside pizza shop. <laughs> I like it. Sorry, I'm sorry I derailed. No, never apologize. I mean, it's the lifeblood of the podcast. Mm. We appreciate it. Injuries. What do you guys got for injuries? All right, I got an injury, and it's not okay. too, too too long of a, a story. Uh, so this this is an injury to my hand. But uh, when I was 19 or 20 years old, I was employed at a plastics machine factory that Mm -hmm. made plastic parts for dialysis machines. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever worked in a machine factory, but it's uh, it's like uh, long hours and it's repetitive and it's kind of boring. And you're working on these machines and like, uh, you know, the there'll be like a door and it like closes like chunk. And then a plastic mold will get injected with like plastic and then it'll come out and then you have to like reach in and take it out and put it in a uh, big cardboard box and then the machine will do it again. Well, uh, at this point, I'd probably work there about six months or a year. I don't know. It was a fairly soul deadening time in my young life to be working in a machine factory. And... uh, after all these years, I can no longer truly recall how much of this was my own fault because I uh, always said that none of it was my own fault and mm-hmm. so often that I'm not really sure anymore. But a, a safety guard in the machine had either broken or fallen out and been replaced with a piece of cardboard. That part definitely wasn't my fault. And at some point while it was, uh, you know, clunking and uh, retracting these big metal walls, it had completely fallen out. So when I reached in to uh, reset it, a steel bar that was about the thickness of a magic marker, uh, went right through my hand, but but one of these big steel walls closed on my hand, so I had to wait like five seconds for the machine to reset before I could get my hand out. Now the nice thing about this, not the nice thing, but if you, it, it severed all the nerves, so it didn't really hurt that much. And so actually I thought that it was just the door, the, the door of the machine had closed on my hand and I was like, oh no, it's gonna crush my hand. And I didn't realize that there was a big hole in the middle that went all the way through, which is pretty lucky. It didn't break any bones. Uh, I have full use of my hand. I uh, didn't like anybody that I worked with or worked for at that point. And so my mm-hmm. plan was completely to drive myself to the hospital, which for insurance purposes, they were not keen on. 
at all. So my boss's daughter, who uh, he had a problematic relationship with and had tried to make the foreman of the machine factory in order to, to get her to, to stick around, but she was resentful of him. So she definitely didn't like driving people to the hospital. But uh, I got on workers' compensation and a bunch of shots for blood poisoning. And I, when I, when I, I probably was on workers' compensation for like two, two weeks. And I realized when I got back that I could have taken way longer than that. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt like a, a real chump. Uh, I <laughs> don't remember what medications they gave me or if it was anything cool. I'm sure there's a lot of antibiotics right, involved. Right, right, right. Ugh, I hated that machine wow. factory. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like my cup of tea either. Yeah, not like on the uh, Laverne and Shirley opening credits where they're all happy mm -hmm. in the, the beer factory. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Not at all. Nothing quite that quirky and fun. I I quit in the month of August uh, that same year because they, they wouldn't put on the air conditioning inside and uh, oh. we, we had to wear oh, like the, these uh, like big polyester uh, coats and you know you'd get very overheated and mm. uh, you'd tell yourself uh, this is this ain't gonna do it and uh, they're really used to it when you quit they wouldn't let you back in because they were worried about their employees uh, seeking revenge, I bet. Oh, that makes mm -hmm. sense, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So they just shove your last paycheck out the door and say, like, <laughs> thank you. That's insane. Injury. Injury. <laughs> Injury. That was a good one, Ryan. Good one. Serious one. All right, Matthew. Okay, I don't have, yeah, I don't really have, I don't really have a great injury story. I'll just tell this quick little anecdote. I was working at a CNS wholesale uh, warehouse scenario. And um, I, uh, walking around a whole bunch, I got perpetual shin splints, to which I would daily have ace bandages wrapped around my shins. And then people started calling me cankles. And there's a whole slew of people that I vaguely keep in touch with here and there that only know me as cankles mm. so that's that's one of my if ever you want to know an alias there's a there's a, if somebody yells cankles i know where they're from that's it <laughs> that's so sad <laughs> that's gonna put me back in my depressive state <laughs> oh, just <you> wait. <laughs> so what you got michelle well, my story of injury comes fresh out of the city of Minneapolis. Ooh, uh, as most do. Yep, yeah, they do, don't they? Um, well, I was totally into bike riding. I got into okay. uh, riding my bike to work because I lived in the city. I lived in uh, northern North Minneapolis, um, a little closer to the city, and there was a parkway called Victory Memorial Parkway. It was a great bike trail that would just lead you from this neighborhood all the way into downtown. And my first bike was like an old clunker uh, manual, like I think it was like a five speed, like road bike kind of thing. It was crappy, but finally, like when I started to get to like biking more, I actually bought myself a real road bike. 
within my, my tires just kept getting skinnier and skinnier the more comfortable I got with riding because the skinnier the tires the faster you go and the thing that I loved about my bike ride is there were so many hills like there was a special hill that I loved on my way home where it, you you pedal you pedal you pedal you get up to the top and then the drop is just insane where you put it in like your lowest gear and you're pedaling as hard as you can just so you can get down the hill like really really fast like I just was zipping around this parkway, this little little road bike, like going as fast as I can. I was making sure that I was beating my time. Like I had a 10 mile right into work. Um, and so I was eventually getting to a point where it would only take me like, I went from like 45 minutes to a half hour getting home from work. Nice. So I was like, so I was such a speed demon. And I loved like racing the buses downtown. like. The bike lanes would be right next to the buses, so I used to just love like riding next to the buses and like how close they were to me. It never like really freaked me out too much. It was I almost wanted to touch them, but I never did because I wasn't crazy. Mm. So my story comes. I was on my way home from work, and of course everybody knows even out here when you're in the bike lane and you're riding your bike, somebody's in front of you. You yell, "Pass it on your left!" Um, and there were these two girls taking up this lane, and I was coming down that really really big hill. And I was going really, really fast. And I was like screaming, passing on your left, passing on your left. And they weren't moving. They okay. stayed there. So I just was like, okay, I've got a little room from this girl who is like on the other side. I'm just going to go. Well, that's when they decide to move not to the right, but move further on to the left. So as I go zipping right by her, this chick comes and just barrels right into me. I flip over my handlebars. I land right here. I hear a crack in my neck. I hear a crack in my shoulder and pain. And I just don't want to move. And I'm just lying there with my helmet like kind of off. And my bike is like strewn about and I'm just like a mess. And this is like my first serious accident I ever got into. These poor girls felt so bad, but I was so like pissed and hurt from everything that happened they're like are you okay the first thing i said and this is like a huge regret i was like get the fuck away from me wow. <laughs> i told Damn. them to get the f away from me and i wish nice. i didn't because they were being really nice to me and i was just crabby <laughs> but uh then i ended up uh getting on my first dose of uh pain pills i oh, my first went into yeah. pain medication ow, ow. and my favorite nap in the world is where you take a little of it and you're sitting up on your couch, you're watching Lifetime Movie Network, you start drooling and then sleep. Oh, fuck, yeah. Lights are out. Uh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. Do <laughs> you ever notice that everything fucking sucks except for being high? <laughs> oh. Sorry, I shouldn't have done I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Sorry oh, to get so descriptive. Damn I'm it. Sorry. I am. That's it. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm going to go cop tonight. That's it. No, you're not. Thanks a lot, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, I'm a real dink tonight. I'm a real dink. dink. <laughs> Sometimes. Do you ever, like, instead of uh, instead of relapsing on drugs, uh, you just, like, read books about people doing drugs for, like, a whole oh. week? And it's, like, a yeah. little. It's, like, a little. Oh, God. It's like, a little okay. vacation. And then we'll you're, like. A little vacation, yeah. Okay, guys, we'll consider this a boundary drawn. This is a boundary drawn <laughs> for future reference. Mitch is, ner Mitch is nervous. I'm a little nervous Mitch now. Become, Mitch has become nervous. This will be a little uh, note to self. 
Would that be would that be odd to do a podcast with a, a couple of active junkies? <laughs> it would be terrible if I was the one to like like preempt these two individuals to show up in that form. It would well, be, if it were my next, fault. I feel the next bad. time we do a podcast, just inexplicably, Ryan and I like are both in the same room, and it's a shooting gallery. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't even be laughing. I feel like a bastard for laughing at that. That would be awkward. That would be a little awkward. I I, I do have to say though, you I feel like you guys I feel like I have this like really bad reputation for being a really good girl, and I just want you guys to know that I've done bad things too. I don't know why I feel like I have to say that, but I've lived too. I know I tried mushrooms before. I hallucinated. I was like screaming for medical attention. I started crying for my mom because I was like, "Your mother's gonna find you dead for mushrooms because you're you're gonna choke on them." Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, no, you're all right. You're all right. You're all right. No, we we let you into our gang. Okay, I'm not a goody two shoes though. Yeah, I'm not all the time. <laughs> uh, what's next, guys? Next, I have that we are all going to break dance to Eddie Murphy's popular song "Party All the Time" from the eighties. <laughs> oh, Just kidding. Geez. That can't be true. Do you guys remember that song? Even I don't like remember it from it being popular, but I'm I'm aware of it. I think that was like a. That's got to be like a early eighties tune, right? Yeah, I'm familiar, like in hindsight, of the joke of it all, but certainly I don't think I was <laughs> at the time. I know about like the video. Yeah, where he's in the studio recording, and like the first time you see it, you're like, "What?" Because you're like, where an artist or somebody that you know in another context makes a record, and you just assume that it's gonna be like their personality that you already know, but just in musical form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Which Eddie like Murphy was- did not capture. At all, because Correct. if you're an Eddie Murphy fan, you're like, "Yay, leather suits and homophobia and the clumps <laughs> to a lesser extent." Yeah. Um, but uh, and then he's basically just like, uh, "What's the, he's like new edition?" Basically, like if you, it's I feel like Eddie Murphy was like, "Yeah, new edition, that's the shit. Let's make it sound like that." And then Rick James was like, "Yeah, <laughs> whatever, man. I don't." <laughs> Yeah, the video is hilarious. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us guys so much on that. But yeah, the video is hilarious because I like how all these people are like gathered just waiting and watching him record his smash hit. They're all well, in the recording studio. Also, Eddie Murphy, who by all accounts is a somewhat problematic artist, is his one musical statement to the world is complaining about some unnamed lady who is the subject of the song rather than himself. So it's a little interesting to think that in his sole artistic statement, rather than even be involved, he's the victim. And we don't even know what the whole scoop is. So that's a crazy point, Ryan Arnold. Fuck that guy. Fuck that That guy. Fuck that shit, bro. That's where that road just took us. Every conversation is a road. And at the end of that road, it was a fuck you, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, That's somebody... crazy. Go on, man. I, I thought I had something to say. It turns out that was, uh, maybe I was, just had an itch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got an itch, guys. Go for it. 
I'm sorry, guys. I got a niche, and the niche. only cure is more trivia. Yeah, now okay. I'm feeling. Yeah. Now the cowgirl's up and ready. Trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Trivial. Michelle, are you a big Olivia Newton-John fan? Um, I actually have. It's funny because when I when I went to Happier Valley, I my first story comedy stand-up story that I told was about how I did uh, karaoke for the first time to Physical by Olivia Newton-John, and uh, I was inebriated to the point where I ripped off my shirt and I threw it at the bartender, and I stood there in my Golly. bra in the middle of this care. I told you I was a bad girl. I guess I told so. Wow. You I did bad things, but I ripped my in the. I just in the bartender was like, and it was in front of my future in-laws, my future uh, brother and sister-in-law at the time, and my sister-in-law just loved it. She's like, "Look at her tits," and I, that even fueled me even more. I was like, <laughs> "All crazy." So yeah, <laughs> Ryan. Wag. I guess to the long and the short of it is to answer your question. Yeah, I get into the uh, Xanadu and the magic and uh, everything she has to offer. I love the Olivia Newton-John. Sorry. I love to give you guys long answers. You, I really make you regret asking me things. I feel like I do that. Short questions, long answers, long answers, short questions. Yes or no. Yeah, from now on, we only we only interact with uh, yes or no or true or false. It's the most efficient podcast ever. No personalities. No true. personalities inter interweaving into the answers. True. False. Uh, true. And the truths have it. Moving on. Next topic. Trivia. Trivia. Okay, Domi. Do we have our? <laughs> do we have access to our cards? I got some. Yeah. Yeah, babies. Hey, who's going first? Right. Uh, the answer is me. It's me. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan. Go, Ryan. Ryan. And the first category is comedy cartoon. I'll say. Hey guys, what? <laughs> What important fact goes unnoticed by neighbors during a weekend at Bernie's? Meow, 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 meow. Michelle. That their neighbor is dead. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it says a weekend at Bernie's, by the way. Which I, I think it's just weekend at Bernie's. I, I, I feel like yeah. a weekend at Bernie's is a little more whimsical, like... Uh, more of a Stella got her groove back lane, huh. you know, yeah. based yeah, based yeah, on yeah. based on an airport novel. Right. In the category of action slash adventure, uh -huh. what Australian actor played Crocodile Dundee? Ding ding ding! ding. I think that was Matt. Is that uh, Paul Hogan? That is Paul Hogan, Mister Subaru oh. himself. Oh. <laughs> I thought for sure. I thought for sure I was going to say Paul Newman or Hulk Hogan on accident. <laughs> uh, Sub-question, we were just talking about Olivia Newton-John. How many Ron? famous Australians can you name in 10 seconds? Go. Hugh Jackman, Olivia Newton-John, um, Bindi Irwin, uh, mm -hmm. Akhmud Abinijad? <laughs> oh, the Olivia Newton-John. I mean, I think I already said her. All right, time's up. The correct answer was Yahoo Serious. No way! I remember him. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Yahoo Serious. In the wow. category of drama slash musical. <laughs> 
say, what movie earned Steven Spielberg his first Oscar? <laughs> Michelle? Was that E.T.? <laughs> Oh, I know it wasn't. Who can I steal? Chance to steal. Uh, was it Jaws? Was <laughs> 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 it really? <laughs> I don't know what this means. Nope. The, uh... <laughs> what was the truth? Schindler's List. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, it was a good movie. Trick. It was yeah. a trick. It was a trick. No, that was the theme from Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure god bless america in the category oh, of horror sci-fi right who was the original wolfman it's a, it's multiple choice oh god bella lugosi boris karloff or lon cheney jr me, 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 me. michelle boris karloff oh no that's not it what the french toast it was Lon, I can't Lon I can't Chaney. steal on no. multiple, can I? Yeah, no. you can't. I don't think like so too. That's yeah, that's yeah. Lon Chaney Jr. Interesting side fact. Lon Chaney Jr. is the only person to have played all of the uh universal monsters except for the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, that is a good little fact. Dang. Wow, okay. After the first round, it's Mitch and Matt, one to one, one one love. That was fun. Who's that? Who wants to read next? Is it Michelle? Is it Matthew? Since I'm feeling a little more energetic, I'd really like it if I could read my card. Oh, of course you may. Thank you, Matthew, for being so gracious. Comedy cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Which actor played the long-nosed C.D. Bales in Roxanne? Ding, 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 ding. Matthew. Oh, I believe that would be uh, Steve Martin. And I believe you would be correct. Oh, nice. Delicious, delicious. Market, market, Smokey. I forgot right. to tell you before the first question, but I'm going to be changing my buzz buzzer noise to a curly from the Three Stooges type. Good, good, exciting. Can, can I please have a sample so I know when I hear it? Sample size. <laughs> <laughs> Wise guy. Yeah, perfect. Action adventure. Yeah. What James Fenimore Cooper novel was brought to the screen starring Daniel Day-Lewis? Ding, ding, ding. Matthew. Uh, my left foot. I'm sorry, incorrect. Ah. Ryan? Uh, you want to steal? Uh, no. <laughs> the answer to this question would be The Last of the Mohicans. Oh. oh the I... Last of the I, I did, did not, not know, know that. Know that. Yeah, <laughs> Weird, wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Oh, here we go then. Drama musical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. That is me. what's up. Uh, what must Leonard tattoo notes... Oh, sorry. Let me start over. I Please. read it wrong. It's all good. Why must Leonard tattoo notes on himself and take Polaroid... Ding, ding, ding. Matthew. Oh, shit. Because of uh, amnesia. <laughs> he forgets every day. Yes. <laughs> he forgets everything every day. Nice. Either yes, those work. Wow. Oh, Matt. Matt is burning it up. Let's I recap know. right now. He's in the uh, zone, bros. He's really in the zone. Ryan zero, squish the Mitch Damn, one, rare. and we've got Matt at three. 
<laughs> Real good sick. But there's still time to catch up. So I'm telling, and this is this is Ryan's category coming up next. This sure is his expertise. Game base. Area yeah. of extra expertise. I'm gonna wait until you've completely uh, satisfied yourself with kombucha before starting this question to give you a fair shot, Ryan. Thanks. It looks like you're all set. For a sci-fi. What 1975 film made people afraid to go into the water? Ding, ding, ding. That was Matthew. I would like to think it was Jaws. I would like to think you now have a commanding lead at four oh, points. Oh, no. Yes. The four Matthew. to one to zero. Oh, but Matthew hasn't read the card yet, so. Matthew's uh, about to surface from up beneath the, the, the water, not unlike uh, Oscar Schindler. See, I feel like Ryan has already won at life because he has somebody he's going to be spending the rest of his life with, like the rest of Ryan's life is made. So technically, Ryan's a winner in life. That means either Matt and I deserve a win in trivia because we deserve a win. There, that's a that's a good way to that's a good way to spin it. You should be uh, you should be the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> who's that? Who's I'm trying to think of uh, was that uh, uh, Ari Fleischer? Was he a press uh. secretary? <laughs> <laughs> That's the last one I remember. All right, you guys, are you ready to answer? Yes. And also, please, I think I have the right card, <laughs> but if any of these sound too familiar. Okay. Then tell me to grab another card because I'm pretty sure I'm I have a system, but I might also not have a system. Oh, right, you guys take advantage of you. <laughs> All right, this one is a multiply choice. Yeah. Uh, and the the question is, who wrote a fish called Wanda? John Cleese, Terry Jones, or John Landis? Ding 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 ding. Or meow 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 meow. Mitch. John Landis. Ooh, sorry, sorry. And since there shall not be a steel option. Is it John Cleese? You're right, pal. Yeah. Damn it. Oh. I ruined it. I believe that. Ryan. All right, guys. This next one is an either or in the category of action slash adventure. Who plays Goose's wife in Top Gun? Is it Kelly McGillis or Meg Ryan? Boom, boom, boom. Is okay, it, Ryan. Is it the first one? Because I don't think Meg Ryan's in Top Gun, is she? Ooh, is it? It is not the first one, my oh, friend. Oh, shit. It is the second one. Ah, well, I just, I firebombed that one. Michelle, I think, would have gotten yeah. it right. Yeah, I firebombed the last smart. one, Ryan. So I'm glad that, like, See, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just it's glad cool. that I answered first. I'm not even upset that I got it wrong. <laughs> I went through this weird period, like, a year ago where I was obsessed with finding Top Gun on VHS. I was like, I want to see it, but I'm not willing to download it. And then I did, and then I watched like half of it, and I was like, this movie would be awesome if it wasn't for how deeply I dislike Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a tough one if, you, if you're if you not liking Tom Cruise, that's for sure. It makes me realize deal. that if you're an actor, you shouldn't act like an asshole in in because it will ruin people's like i don't want to watch him be like a secret agent or like a kung fu uh you know like gym teacher or whatever because uh i've just seen him he seems like a like a bad dude not in a cool way but yeah like uh no. it seems like he yells at his butler or brainwashes <laughs> his, 
wife or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he does. He does. His, yeah, he does kind of seem like that. He's not a nice man. I don't think he's a nice man. Yeah, but you remember when he was jumping up and down on whose couch was he jumping on? Was that Oprah? Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to enjoy Val Kilmer playing volleyball. You know, a nice wholesome pastime, and Tom Cruise is there uh, just ruining the whole thing. So. You don't like me because I'm dangerous. I like that. The fucking the, 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 the Iceman just like biting the air. God, that's crazy. That hurts to just bite when there's nothing. Like yeah. a aforementioned sandwich. Just to bite the thin air. He's got oh, God. It's, you can it's, hear it's, it too. Val Kilmer has osteoporosis now, so he can't do that anymore. Oh, kill me. No, I'm, right, just, I'm just kidding. Ryan. He did it. He had throat okay. cancer, though. Yes, he, he did can't, have throat He can't cancer. talk anymore. He has like a uh, like a gurgly robot voice, which is really, I mean, it's nice that he still is alive. But he he must he must it must not be lost on him that the voice of Val Kilmer is gone from the world, and he used to be able to use it to just order coffee. Right, 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 right. And now it's it's just a mess. So. Hey guys, speaking of throat cancer, uh, drama <laughs> slash musical, what does Tom Hanks give his volleyball? What name does Tom <laughs> Hanks give? <laughs> I messed it up. Go ahead, Ryan. Wilson. That's right, my friend. <laughs> Ryan on the board with Good one. Good job, Ryan. Uh, I haven't seen that movie. Uh, he's uh, He gets back. Oh, good. <laughs> Matt! <laughs> <laughs> well... I mean, they actually they showed that that was the darnest thing of that movie. The preview totally showed that he made it back. <laughs> there was no drama. Uh, there was, yeah, I guess <laughs> there was no concern that he was ever going to stay. It's like what a that the prime example of a preview stepping on the punchline. He should have stayed gone. I bet there wasn't COVID on the island. Oh my god, that's so true because it's topical because it's uh, March twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it could be they people could be listening that's how a podcast works people can listen to this at any time so they might be listening You're right. it's, the past <laughs> past. yeah the, Peter, NBA, yeah. the nba just uh canceled their season uh our beloved Hanks <laughs> has the coronavirus 19 all right you guys speaking of coronavirus 19 horror sci-fi oh. True or false? Luke finishes his Jedi training in the Empire Strikes Back. Boop, boop. Ryan. Uh, false. That is correct, as in as it is false, and that's the game. And you guys, we have a new winner, and it is frankly uh, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew with four, Ryan with two, and Mitch with a rare one. Oh. Wow. wow. I told wow. you guys it wasn't a good night. Oh no. Now I'm back wow, to wow, wow. Wow. Oh no. No, we're improving each other's nights with the power of the podcast. That's right. Yeah, I agree. We got the power. Um, yeah. I got the power. You know, snap. Old I've been listening to a lot of old 90s R&B and hip hop. That's been my new jazzercise background in the morning since I jazzercise and not dance to 80s music, according to Mr. Woodland. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, really? I forget this. I forget the I forget the things I say. 
I know, buddy. I know. And sometimes uh, they're so cutting that we can't help but remember. So, yeah. That's a nice compliment of sorts. I think so. I think so. I mean, just whenever you can have an impact on somebody, any kind of an impact, I think it speaks loudly. It's a good thing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Hey, sure. 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 Why not? I think this podcast is sure. full of influencers. I solve, think that we're solve this right here in Brainerd. We're all influencers, I think, because like um, all of a sudden we on our podcast are talking about Nicolas Cage and he happens to come out with a new movie the week after. Uh, cause and effect, I think so. Uh, sure. And sure, <laughs> I sure. spent twenty bucks on sure. rental, which I'll never do again, only because I ran my mouth about it on Facebook. Oh, it's like twenty. Watch it. I might have to. It was twenty. I, I might do that. I'm gonna wait till it's less, but I'm actually I'm definitely gonna wait. But I want to. Yeah, it. I would have waited, but like I said, I ran my stupid mouth off on Facebook. I'm gonna watch it, so it's like I right. felt like I was getting ready to set the precedence, come on this podcast and talk about it. So it's like yeah, I have to do my homework. You know what movie oh, yeah, I paid twenty dollars to get? Like when it was uh, new since the pandemic is uh, Go for it. the Bill and Ted's Three. Oh, yep, I did. Huh. I. That was okay. I watched it. It was okay. It was pretty good. I watched it at somebody's house who bit torrented it. It was fine. I thought it was, who did yeah, what it was, to it, Matt? What uh, did you little, say? little something the kids like to do: bit torrent piracy. There you go. Oh, okay. a little, a little piracy. Okay, okay. I can never seem I, to figure out piracy. It's so hard, you know. Yeah, it's like what do I what do I plunder first, the booty or the? The, or do I squash buckle? I don't know the term. Indeed. Um, I actually did spend a 20 bucks pandemic, I think, for the King of Staten Island. Oh. That was a good movie. Um, that, that was fun. Uh, that was fun, yeah. I'd did you watch like that. It? If did it you was... like it, Matthew? Yeah, I liked it. Like it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it just fine. Brian, did you enjoy it too? I didn't I didn't see it. He hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we're going around the room. You know, I was enjoying uh, the Comedy Central's Patrice O'Neill documentary today, and then it got pulled off the YouTube channel that I was watching it on for violating Viacom's copyright Ah. uh, rights. And uh, so I don't I don't know what happened. I hope I hope he's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I actually here's a little anecdote. I it was like a few days after he died. Spoiler alert. Uh, I saw Bill Burr live in concert, and that it was a fun experience watching a guy who was so visibly grieving attempt to do comedy. And he kept like after every joke, he's just like, ah, I just I don't. <laughs> it was much like it was like the it was like the the stand up performance that is this uh, performance of the Dirty Stayouts. Very <laughs> very similar in nature. Um, I want to. I'll watch it. Hey. I'll watch that thing, but I also would like to know if it's. I would like to watch it on YouTube for free, also, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's next? What do we have to come up next, my friend? What's going on? Is there any any point Show. in continuing? People. Oh, ask? God, if Jesus I feel like there Christ. is, if only to express our own picks for top three songs for depression oh oh that's what it is man that's we're what really, it is we're really ending this on a firecracker aren't we guys the well, great depression can i explain why this is the list that i that i wanted us to sort of build 
tonight sure. is that that uh you know I, I i told that story earlier as a as a way of being uh it's like zap me of my serotonin and then later in the week so for like a little while i was just tired and zapped and i like slept for an entire day and then after that i you ever like ease into a depression not in like a you're not like pained or tortured you're just like it's like a migraine of the soul yeah. where you're not mm. you know you're not gonna uh like when you're when you're a teenager and you're depressed you're like i'm just gonna cut my arm off i'm just gonna you know it's like so dramatic like it's the end of the world and as you get older right. i find that depression is more like i'm just gonna shut all the shades and light some candles and yeah. uh you know what i found over this this last week is that uh i start to really like elliot smith when i'm <laughs> when i'm really yeah. not feeling uh good about life in general and i do not particularly care for him when life is feeling like it's worth living that's interesting that's really hmm. there's one i actually recently got in there's this elliot smith song that is probably probably considered his most joyful song but it also has it has such a great melancholy about it and that is uh lost and found you familiar with this mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and i that's a song that i can i it's one of those rare songs that i'll just i can just put that son of a bitch on repeat and there's just it's a very specific emotional mood and it's just like nothing else will suffice and i'm not too familiar with elliot smith but i'm very familiar with that song one of those like artists that rather than being super familiar with their catalog i you know will just put put on like a playlist like a general playlist and not sure. know it just go through the whole thing and then be like play play it over and what i realized when i was like maybe i should know what some of these songs are called that elliot smith has a ton of songs that are just called like no name song number like five six and seven which i, right. I don't i don't particularly like it's it's annoying name. My least favorite thing about classical music is right. unimaginative naming rubric. Yeah, you have to <laughs> attempt to sing part of it. You know the one that goes da 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 da. I mean, that one does have a name, but bad example. But. <laughs> Ludwig van. Ah, depression. So, all right. So the the, the preamble. So, yeah, I guess. I guess. So I guess my first uh, in the series of however many I'm going to say Elliot Smith, and I've been. Uh, really listen to the, uh, his song called Needle in the Hay, which seems to be a vague yeah, nice. allusion to Love intravenous uh, drug use, yum, which, yum. Uh, you know, feels very. One thing I'll say about Elliot Smith again, uh, it seems like like it's a, like indie folk, which uh, in, in the best of times I find a little bit annoying and uh, a little bit pretentious. But when I'm feeling like real self-pity, I really can dig it. And uh, and and after watching this documentary about him, it doesn't seem like he necessarily stabbed himself in the chest by way of suicide, since it seems like he misspelled his own name in the suicide note and there were no uh, hesitation marks, uh, uh, which is unusual if you were to stab yourself in the chest with a knife. But I like to think that he stabbed himself in the chest with a knife because it feels oh, yeah. better it feels better for my narrative of thinking that like uh any small inconvenience in my life might equal the psychic pain of stabbing yourself in the chest with a knife you know mm -hmm. agreed uh with i'll shall matthew go second yes matthew granted i had a little bit of a struggle making this because there's some 
Cause this, there's, there's certain, cause generally with depression or something, like I'll look to music to really just reaffirm what I'm already feeling. Like I'm not gonna, I generally I'm not gonna want to listen to something cheery to feel better. Like that's, that's definitely not how the mechanics of me work. I just want, like, I know I really don't want the solution. Like if I have a problem, I want you to empathize and just be like, yeah, I, I hear you. I want to be seen. So it's like my music sort of matches that, but there's a weird, like some, there's certain amount of depression where it's, there's certain songs that I specifically cannot listen to when I'm in, like, I have to be like, for instance, um, uh, what's the, uh, um, 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 oh, I just forgot that. Okay. Like for, I need to be like, I need to be really mentally sound to listen to, uh, Harvest Moon by Neil Young. <laughs> if I'm in oh, any, wow. yeah. that's that is a. I have to be. Everything has to be right in the world. Like I, if I'm in a relationship, I have to feel really good. Like that is. It's just too. Like that song will destroy me and bulldoze me. And there's certain songs like that that I really specifically need to be at least okay to hear. They just go too far for me. So my list is a little bit. It's like not the furthest. It's a little bit further back where it's just kind of like the safest uh, kind of commiseration songs. Yeah. And um, all right. So, if, I mean, who knows better than, than these rascals, but my first one is uh, heaven knows I'm miserable. A little, uh, little, oh, uh, <laughs> a little classic. Love it. A little class. And I pretty much just literally, and I'm not usually into just uh, literal songs, but I definitely will have to make it, make an exception with the Smiths because Morrissey will just spell it out for, verbatim. It's just like that. That is like that is. It's just such a comforting sentiment, to, like <laughs> in like the lyrics of that song, and it just sounds. I the Smiths pretty much the Smiths. I can pretty much listen to any old time and tr uh, sort of get into whatever the Smith zone is. Huh. Um, that's my number three. Thank you. I think I think that song is the highest note in any song that I can hit. Oh, it's the, the highest song. That's the highest note. That's a Michelle was talking about uh, karaoke songs. That's okay. A that's a that's a karaoke song for if I'm trying to be like smugly, like, hey, look at this note I can hit. You know. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. That's a that's Smith. A song. Yeah, they're on my short list of. Uh, karaoke karaoke bands but i'm positive i can't hit that note hmm. Interesting. michelle what do you got number three trace number trace number trace is a song called the prettiest thing by nora jones uh oh. it was on her feels like home album which is like a very um very pared down album but mm. not over mixed or overproduced or anything like that it's a lot of acoustic piano mm. she's you know she's famous for a piano and um I, when i when i lived out in the midwest i was very depressed i had a really hard time trying to enjoy and sow, sow my wild oats because i was in a relationship i wasn't happy with i was away from my family and isolated from friends and it was just a very 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 depressing and hard time for me when i first went out there because i there were things going on you know within my relationship within me that i wasn't even privy to but they were affecting me in negative ways so like I, I had this job when I first moved to Minneapolis where I would drive 45 minutes uh, to get there. And it was for this speaker company, uh, Oscar, Oscar Schmidt, I think. And 
it was so flatland. Minnesota is so flatland. There are no hills, no nothing that it used to depress me to even drive through Minnesota because, you know, driving through Massachusetts, you kind of take for granted. You have all these gorgeous hills and these mountains and like in your view, but it was just flat. And so I drive on this highway with dry, flat, everything and nothing but like farmland. And all I would think about is my family and how they're back home and doing things. I don't know what they're doing. And this song, The Prettiest Thing came on and it's just her and like really, the intro is just like her fading in on the lowest notes on this piano. And it's like, and it gets you immediately. If you're feeling sad, I'm like exactly what you say, Matt. I, when I'm in that kind of a mood, I don't want to be cheered up. I want somebody to be my best friend and be like, you know what? Yeah, we get it. We get what you're going through. This is how it feels this song kind of talks about how she misses home. The prettiest thing she ever did see was lightning um, from across on a cloud, you know, and it talks about like this very vivid scene of like being out in the middle of nowhere and having home um, being just a warm place. And Mm -hmm. she misses it because of all these things. And I, I just related to it so much. I would cry when I would listen to it in the car. So that was my, uh, for different kind of depression. There's all sorts of different reasons to be depressed in this world. And for sure. yeah. Missing My Family, that was that song. So the prettiest thing, Nora yeah. Jones, my cool. number three. I'm not familiar with this song. I'll have, to, I'll have to cue it up. Oh my gosh, please bring some Kleenex. Have Kleenex. It's very, oh, no. uh, it's beautiful. It's a very beautiful song, but very sad. Sorry. Next. All right. I'm gonna uh, go with uh i i'm gonna go with the speed of pain by marilyn manson from mechanical animals uh which is mechanical animals is like a real disco-y uh for the most part pretty straightforward like drum machine and fuzz guitars sort of like 70s rock record (laughs) and a couple times it veers into this sort of slow kind of like hyper drugged elton john kind of ballad and uh it's it's a theme album the marilyn manson's previous album antichrist superstar is sort of about like not having any feelings and like uh sort of inoculating yourself to emotions entirely and so mechanical animals is sort of the uh inverse of that where it's about feeling really um deeply through this like metaphor about being a robot (laughs) and uh it's it's just a like a a beautiful song with a lot of super atmospheric um production you know the whole it's like a, a really cold sounding record that sounds like 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 a space alien maybe uh you know like trying to trying to find some humanity and uh it 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 it's something that i i like to commiserate with when i'm feeling like isolated or you're feeling like you can't quite connect uh or engage with the with the world around you hmm. nice yeah not, yeah i have to it's been so long since i heard that record i gotta go i'm gonna go back and check that one out wow hmm. wow I'm almost kind of intrigued by that song because I, I don't listen to Marilyn Manson. I mean, I don't I don't not like him, 
I just don't really, I never really listened to him very much, but I'm always interested in hearing about like these different kind of nuancey type songs that these artists do that could be a little different. So I would probably check it out too. I might just check that Ooh, out. Too, right? Double check. Nice. Double check. Check Equals please. Success. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Ryan gets a gold star for that one. Gold star, gold star choice. All right, this next, this next one by Matthew is the old. I was trying to think if there was any exceptions to my rule of a pure just commiseration song, and there is. I think with this band because since they know, I know I'm in good hands with them, and uh, this song is called "Love Cats" by The Cure, and it is definitely yeah. a very peppy song but i feel like it's not it's i can i'll put up with it because it is from the cure so they although they know exactly how they can commiserate they know he knows what i he, he knows exactly how i feel so i can extend him a little bit of okay let's have a little love cats joy and it's so it's so fucking catchy it's like you can't help but be fucking la da dying it so um huh. there we go that's my fucking that's my number two love cats daddy oh nice uh, my number two is Sleepwalk by Santos and Johnny. Um, do you guys know what that is? I don't know what that is, no. personally. Okay, so it came out in the 50s. It's a, it's a, it's not, it's, it's instrumental. It's the slide guitar. Oh my God. If you ever want to make me feel like there's a sunset going on in my chest, like mm. the feeling when you're depressed, like there's just like a sunset in your veins, the slide guitar does it to me every time. Like that. Yeah. And that's what uh-huh. this sure, is. Yeah. This is the song they play in La Bamba when they announced that the plane crash happened. It's Ooh. the that's my okay. best. Okay. And that song, like for me too, like I lean into it. When I'm sad, I lean into it. If I mm-hmm. because for me, I if I'm sad or depressed about anything, I don't want to be that person that tries to run away from it. And because I've done that before, I want to like uh-huh. lean into it have my moment where I can just go lay down and close my eyes and do whatever I have to do. And this song is just kind of that song that kind of beckons you to feel sad with it. And it's just kind of like, it's like a song that wraps its arms around you when you really just want to like, if you miss somebody or if you're, you know, you've lost somebody or you're just, you just don't know. This song is just like, it brings you home. It feels like it, you know? It's such a good song. Okay. That's yeah. my number two. Number two. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. I had a hard time uh, with just one. So I'm actually going to cheat a little bit and put put a whole record here. And it okay. is it is uh, uh, Johnny Cash's last release during his lifetime, Johnny Cash American 4, which is... Uh, mostly covers it and it's got johnny cash doing uh hurt by nine inch nails personal mm-hmm. jesus uh mm-hmm. in my life by the beatles he does if you never heard him do uh bridge over troubled waters as a duet with fiona apple it's like oh wow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. so yep, yep, yep. i i have to i mean if i had to pick just one i think i would pick hurt uh because hearing this guy who's had this amazing life clearly at the end of his life clearly at a point where he couldn't he lays down vocals on this album he can't play guitar anymore i think he was in within a year of 
going to die. And so all these songs, uh, ostensibly some of the greatest written songs of all time, all take on new meaning and new like gravity with this guy who's seen everything and has this expressive voice in a way that you almost never get to hear somebody at like the end of their life with that much like gravel and and character and and like just makes every single one of the songs on that album seem like it's about his taking stock of his life and knowing no matter how good it's been that it's over and that like so many of his friends are gone and his his wife had recently died at the time and it just uh it rather than a sad album from a young person who maybe feels psychic pain like a nine inch nails or or, or a marilyn manson that fits into this category it's like somebody's entire life encapsulated in their voice and their performance and it's hard not to get like emotional uh listening to it emotional just listening to you talk about it <laughs> yeah that's a that's a fucking that's a great one yeah um it, it is like yeah it, after yeah listening to it posthumously it even takes on like it's like such a just like oh my god this is like the end and then yeah the the yeah listening the johnny cats hurt it's like it's such a <laughs> a more a, a deep like a such a, a, a deeper just like such like with the wisdom of life and stuff hearing like those specific words that i've heard a million times but then like oh wow this is, takes on a completely different meaning and yeah that extends to the rest of the songs great choice great cut yeah <laughs> who's, who's it matthew's turn yeah matthew i got confused with the order all right this song this song is just um i don't know I don't know if there's a specific reason. It just happens to, I think it's connected with nostalgia of growing up, coming of age and stuff like that. But for me, this is like, it just, it's, I don't think, it doesn't feel like a very literal connection to, to being depressed, but just the sound and the whole vibe of it is just quintessential. Where It just, it almost like, it, it's almost too much for me, but it's just, it's just okay. And that is a little something called The Taurus by Radiohead off of OK Computer. It's just such, it's a, it's a crush. It's like a very, it feels, it, it feels like a huge, like kind of like a huge song. It just sort of like, I don't know, the feeling of it just feels like it just completely always encapsulates uh, any kind of emotion that, I, that I'm feeling. It just really sort of brings, is a, uh, uh, sort of like a tangible like when when words fail to describe like how i'm feeling this song always feels like it's like if i could play it's like hey let me just just listen to the tours that's about where i'm at right now and that's kind of mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's my relation with that song um and that's my numero uh uno one hmm. cool thank you uh my number one comes from a band i don't necessarily listen to all the time but i i have listened to a few of their songs and it's just kind of like one of those bands that I never really listened to you know a long long time ago I just kind of as a grown-up there's a lot of bands that I'm just starting to kind of get into and learn a little more about and this song was my first song that I heard from this particular band um and it 
It's called Sleep, and it's by the Smiths. Um, and I just, it, for what it is, it's just sing me to sleep, like Morrissey, and the dark mm. deepness of his voice. And then the music is just like, it's, it's like warm bath water. It's just like, it pulls you in and it just becomes the atmosphere. And all you can hear over and over is just, you know, Morrissey singing, sing me to sleep. And it's like, it, it, it's the weirdest song because it's like a double-edged sword. It can be really comforting, you know, when you're kind of depressed, but it's also just like, yeah, this is where I am right now. This is, you know, I think I will go to sleep. Thank you. <laughs> like put it into it this day. Sage advice, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so that's my number one. It's truly my number one. Um, Sleep by the Smiths. Perfect. Nice. Nice job. Nice, nice, uh, nice job with uh, our respective lists, guys. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. <sighs> well, it's not... a, that feeling of relief we yeah. took care of. We not. It almost sometimes it's 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 how I have the podcast organized. It feels like. I'm knocking out chores, which is maybe not the way to look at a podcast, but it also no. gives you that feeling of when you, <laughs> you get the whole list done. Check. I love that. Yes, I love it. You can't help but feel accomplished. Agreed. Nailed it. All right. We had a pretty nice it. list. We got a lot accomplished today. Yeah. And uh, I'm feeling, uh, I guess I'm feeling sprightlier. I am probably not going to listen to any of these three songs on my list. Maybe well, I will. I, I it's so it's interesting because I keep getting cheered up, but then part of me is like, I'm really enjoy. Like there is something to be enjoyed about leaning into it because some of the time I'm like, oh, it's been a while since I, since mm -hmm. I just. I mean, I think we all just need some some time to. Uh, I don't think there's ever a time where there's nothing to be depressed about, and every so often you just gotta like put that release valve, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be honest with you guys, like I've been getting really good at avoiding all these things and trying to avoid feeling the bad feelings. But like lately, I've just been realizing you really have to lean into it and you just got to go through it because when you go through it, you come out of it. When you come out of it, you come out of it. Sometimes a little stronger, a little better, a little the, smarter. The type of people who just try to deny all their bad feelings or, you know, they end up with uh, all kinds of boils and face spiders and you don't know what it could cause. <laughs> That's right. You know, it comes out yeah. somehow. Right. Yeah, eyeball You're hair, right. uh, flippers. That might kick a dog. Mermaid butt. Oh God. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all sorts yeah. of bad shit, man. And you know, listeners, listeners, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this evening's episode. Listening to us, uh, really kind of get down to the nitty gritty of uh, what's at the heart, what makes you sad, what makes you happy, what's what makes you glad, and we hope That's that right. we the stayouts. Are the part of your evening that make you glad, listeners? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Tell you what, fellas, do we bring them out with some of that low? Oh yeah. Yeah. Train whistle. I almost forgot. Here we I go. Got the train whistle. Something ceremonious. One of these days, I'll find out. Maybe I'll bring the kazoo out. I don't forget where I put it. Oh, we'll do the train whistle. <laughs> <laughs> the kazoo will make a return. You guys know that there's a there's a instrument, and sometimes it's called a a jaw harp, but in other music stores that I've been to, they call it a Jew harp. Do you know this instrument? 
I don't know about this. And it's not, I don't think they do it to be like, I don't think it's a prejudice music store. I think that, that <laughs> for a long period in time, this particular instrument was called a Jew harp. And hmm. now there are probably companies that still make it and they don't know what else to call it. Although, hmm. so I bet they're the same thing. This is but it's one of those things that you put in your mouth and you just go, bing, 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 bing. yeah, like, uh, yeah, no, they're the same thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everybody to stop there. But I was like, I always wondered there. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you got the fucking cool treatment. I might also be buying electrical, by, by the way, they make electric Want? kazoos. And so I have a friend who's going to be selling me an electric kazoo. So I'm going to be adding oh that to my God. repertoire. Sorry. Let's go, guys. Okay, let's do this. And away we go. All right. Uh, this is going to be uh, right. um, yep. five, six, seven, Culture. Huh. See ya. Nice. Boy. <laughs>